Hello and welcome to Plan B, a podcast about all the latest news and updates related to citizenship by investment by CS Global Partners, a London headquartered legal government advisory and marketing firm. My name is Aisha Mohammed and I'm your host. In our last episode, we spoke to a guest who had attained a second citizenship in the Caribbean through the St. Kitts and Nevis CBI programme. He took us through his journey to becoming a citizen of the world in quite some detail. You can catch up on the episode and more by subscribing to Plan B on Spotify or iTunes. You can also find an episode breakdown on our website at www.csglobalpartners.com under the resources section. On today's show, we want to take a step back from the technicalities of CBI and talk about its impact in the Commonwealth of Dominica, one of the countries that has been running a CBI program for the longest time. To tackle this topic, we're going to speak to a guest who has traveled countless times to the Commonwealth of Dominica and has seen firsthand the changes that the global citizens bring to the island through their investments. But first, some CBI highlights and updates from this week. St. Kitts and Nevis' Citizenship by Investment Unit announced that until the end of the year, a limited time offer will be in place for families of up to four persons who apply under the Sustainable Growth Fund. This has been reduced from $195,000 to $150,000. The Commonwealth of Dominica, which we will be discussing today, has made it onto the UK's no quarantine list, a testament to both the close relationship between these two countries and to Dominica's excellent handling of the COVID-19 crisis. Tranquility Beach Resort, one of only seven approved projects in Dominica, has reported that completion is scheduled for between the end of 2021 and the first quarter of 2022. And those are this week's CBI updates. On today's episode, we welcome Paul Singh, the director of CS Global Partners. Paul will be speaking to us about the positive effects he's seen on Dominica, thanks to CBI, especially after the country was devastated by a natural disaster in 2017. Welcome to Plan B, Paul, to tell us how you're doing today. I'm really good, Aisha. How are you? You know, I'm good. I'm, I'm hanging on. So it's been a while since we've all started working from home. Are you craving going back to the office anytime soon? Yeah, certainly. I'm missing you guys, of course. You know, we, our office environment is quite a stimulating environment. We're always quite creative, coming up with new ideas all the time. And, you know, meeting, obviously, the team face-to-face, it's a different scenario, isn't it? However, you know, we're improvising and working from home safely at this moment in time. Great. So let's just get started. We know Dominica is a small island in the Caribbean, but many of us may not know how beautiful the nation of around 72,000 really is. It is, after all, titled the Nature Isle of the Caribbean. You obviously travel to Dominica quite often for work, but have you ever been for leisure purposes and have you otherwise noted any patterns in its tourism industry? Sure. I mean, as you rightly pointed out, Dominica is known as the Nature Isle of the Caribbean and its outstanding biodiversity and unique landscape. And these are the reasons that tourists are flocking to the country with, um, through CBI, in fact. Um, there's been a huge development of ecotourism resorts, and they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, world-renowned, um, you've got Secret Bay, which is a fantastic eco-resort, of course, as well. And there are several others, too. 
But it's, of course, Dominica is home to natural hot springs, including the world's second largest boiling lake, expansive uh, rainforest, active and extinct volcanoes, and the world's only year-round um, sperm whale population. So absolutely incredible. Of course, there's hiking, diving, whale watching, uh, absolutely fantastic activities for nature lovers. And with the development of these five-star eco-resorts through CBI, we're seeing a huge, apart from this moment in time with COVID-19, but there's a massive increase of tourists coming from, say, North America, Europe, Asia. So it's really changing the, the tourism landscape in, in Dominica. Um, I mean, Dominica, they always work very passionately to conserve its natural landscape. And this alone has resulted in growing tourism. The real estate arm, again, as I said, of the CBI programme has really, really helped with the resorts. The government, in fact, have chosen to limit the amount of real estate options under the, the, the programme. They're not having huge hotels blotting the landscape. Um, all these eco resorts are very sympathetic to their, you know, to the to the environment as well. What was the island like after Hurricane Maria happened in two thousand and seventeen? And can you describe that for us? The island was completely devastated. I I travelled Dominica um, prior to Hurricane Maria, and and as soon as was I was able to uh, travel or we were allowed to travel into Dominica after Hurricane Rhea. It was a harrowing experience, um, the devastation. The hurricane spared absolutely nothing. The trees were, I mean, Dominica, obviously the, the nature isle of the Caribbean, the trees were, were just bare. There were twigs, uh, fallen trees, bridges damaged, roads damaged, um, hotels, buildings completely devastated and wiped out. Um, so it really, really was devastating. Wow. And how did the country react? Well, this is, you know, of credit to the Dominicans. They're, um, they're a resilient people. I mean, shortly after Hurricane Rhea, um, Prime Minister um, Skerritt addressed the United Nations General Assembly and demanded action, of course, on climate change. In fact, one of the things he, he quotes was, he quoted rather, was that um, Eden has fallen, and quite correctly so, um, because the nature island was just stripped of its, of its natural beauty. But he, he acknowledged that small countries like Dominica do little to contribute to global warming, whereas, you know, others do, and these small islands are affected with global warming. But since then, the government of Dominica has worked hard to make Dominica the world's first climate resilient nation, to ensure that should another natural disaster occur, the country would be more prepared. And of course, this speaks to the resilience of the people of Dominica and their positive attitude towards life and, and, and the challenges it can put before us. Definitely. How did the country's CBI program help Dominica after the disaster? And what were some of the biggest underground changes you saw when there that CBI had helped with? Well, without CBI, the recovery would never have been at this pace. And um, so the CBI program played a huge role 
and it also helped Dominica work towards becoming a climate resilient nation by building back better. I mean, an example is that CBI um, funded the housing revolution, which is an initiative aimed at building 5,000 hurricane resistant homes to rehouse displaced families. Many homes have been built now, and very recently, um, Prime Minister Skerritt handed over approximately 250 keys to these homes to families across Dominica. And the, you know, it's a huge, huge um, help to Dominica, the CBI programme. Um, of course, um, after Hurricane Maria, there was repairs to 15 sections of damaged roads, restoration of 19 bridges and river walls, and massive repairs to health centre, which, which was essential, especially with this recent pandemic, COVID-19. Um, because without the health centres, it would have been practically impossible to deal with that. Um, in fact, all the people who've been affected by COVID-19 in Dominica have recovered now. No new cases um, have been recorded ever since. Did the country's citizenship by investment unit itself change in any way in the aftermath of the hurricane? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the CBI unit and the CIU staff were very quick to resume applications and the processing in the wake of Hurricane Maria. And they switched um, almost instantly to an online case management system. So th there were not um, any problems with receiving any applications. The CIU's effectiveness is one of the elements that sets Dominica apart from many other CBI jurisdictions across the globe. And what do you expect to see from Dominica and its CBI programme in the future? Well, given the COVID-19 pandemic, the industry trends indicate that more and more investors are favouring CBI destinations with robust health systems and, you know, and of course, people do want a plan B. Um, as mentioned, CBI funds have already been invested in Dominica's health sector and certainly with respect to repairing, rebuilding hospitals, health centres. And I anticipate that the health sector will remain a priority Certainly plans are in place to build a whole, wholly new climate resilient smart hospital as well with CBI funds. Those are all our questions. Thank you so much for joining us today, Paul. We appreciate all of your insight. And this concludes our second episode of season two. If you have any topics or questions that you'd like for us to discuss on plan B, let us know and we'll be happy to have an expert address them. Next Wednesday, we'll be back with another insightful guest who will explain the value and accuracy of citizenship by investment comparison tools. Until then, if you have any concerns about CBI or would like to find out more, please visit www.csglobalpartners.com. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Audio.